0: How do you speak to someone who strongly disagrees with you? Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and we're looking at the book of Acts. This is week five, day four, chapter 22. And in this chapter, Paul speaks to an entire city of people who have come to disagree with him. Remember from last week, they had gotten together because they had misunderstood some of the things Paul was doing, and they were accusing him of doing things he'd never done. And based on that, they were saying, He's trying to destroy the law of Moses. He's trying to destroy our customs, and the entire city's in an uproar, and Paul, in the midst of this, being arrested, being carted off to prison, he asks he asks for the permission to speak to the entire crowd, and for some reason, he's given that permission. Maybe they thought he could calm down the crowd. They saw a certain look in the eyes of the apostle Paul. I don't know, but they give him the permission to speak to the crowd in that moment, and as you listen to what Paul says, you and I and learn some things about what to say when we're in strong disagreement with somebody, especially when it's over an issue of faith, over an issue of trust in God. What do you do when you strongly disagree over an issue of faith? Maybe with somebody that's in your own family. Maybe with somebody at your place of work. Maybe with with a government official. What do you do? Paul teaches us here. What you do is you tell your story of faith. You don't start to argue the facts. You don't start to argue the law or the codes, the municipal codes. You don't start to argue the past. You tell your story of faith. You talk about you, your history, your experiences, what God has done in your life. It's exactly what Paul does here. Beginning in verse one, listen to what happens. He speaks to this crowd, chapter 22, verse one. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense. When they heard him speak to them in Aramaic, they became very quiet. And then Paul said, I am a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. Under Gamaliel, I was thoroughly trained in the law of our fathers and was just as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of the way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison, as also the high priest and all the council can testify. I even obtained letters from them to their brothers in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. About noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground, and I heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I asked him. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. This is Paul's story. He told it hundreds of times. And now here in this crowd where they strongly disagree, he simply again tells the story of faith. He doesn't try to argue like a lawyer. He just chooses to tell the story like a witness. And the scripture says he speaks in Aramaic. Most people in that day spoke in Greek because of the Roman occupation of Israel. But Paul speaks in the native language that they also all spoke. The native language of the Jews at that time was Aramaic. And when they realize how he's speaking in our language, they become very quiet. And then Paul tells the story. He tells the story up to this point, and then on from verse 8, he tells the story, the long story of meeting with Ananias, of beginning to serve Jesus, and the crowd is listening quietly, intently. They listen quietly until he says this in verses 21 and 22. Then Paul says, the Lord says to me, go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. The crowd listened to Paul until he said this. Then they raised their voices and shouted, rid the earth of him. He is not fit to live. Paul told his story, just the simple facts. And that got people to listen. And I believe even in that crowd that day that was so angry, he planted some seeds. And there there were some that came to faith later in Christ because of those seeds that he planted. But in this day, those seeds are not evidently sprouting. Instead, they become so angry when he says, I was sent to the Gentiles. Because remember, Jews and Gentiles, they they were mortal enemies in that day. The Jews thought of the Gentiles as as an unclean people, not following God. And the Gentiles, because of that hatred, rejected the Jewish people. There was this deep divide between the two. Now, God wanted to speak the good news to both. And Paul had preached to both Jew and Gentile. But here he is I will send you far away to the Gentiles, and this anger comes out. How do you speak to someone who disagrees with you? You tell your story, your story of faith. But as you tell it, the honest truth is not everyone is going to like your story. There are some who are going to reject that story. When you tell your story, there comes a dividing line. And there are some who will accept the faith that you're talking about, recognizing I want to live with that kind of faith. There are others who reject that faith. It could be a very simple story. It could be a story about how you were an alcoholic and you came to realize your life had to be changed. And you found yourself at a Celebrate Recovery meeting and in that meeting, someone shared with you the good news of who Jesus is and he realized it's more than a higher power, it's Jesus Christ. That higher power has a name. And you began to follow him and Jesus changed your life, he changed your family. He gave you hope again. That's a wonderful story. As you tell that story, there are many people who will smile, who will have joy that God has done something, but there are some who will reject that story. Someone who is an alcoholic and not admitting it, they don't want to hear that story. They don't want to hear it. And so that dividing line, they will walk away from you rather than towards you. You tell your story, but you realize even in that, not everyone is going to like your story. We're learning in these chapters from Paul, what to do when the going gets tough in ministry. We've learned not my will, but your will. We've learned there are some issues that you're going to have to deal with the rest of your life. We've learned yesterday that appeasement doesn't work. And today we've learned you tell your story. You tell your story when things get tough, your story of faith. There's one more lesson to learn from Paul in this chapter. It's a lesson that's contained in an entire sentence. you You recognize, even when times get tough, you recognize that God has put things into your life in advance to prepare you for that moment. That's one of the lessons of tough times in ministry. You recognize that God has put things into your life in advance to prepare you for that moment. He knew what was coming. He knew what would happen, and he has been preparing you all along. In Paul's case, as he faces this riot, this crowd, these people who want to kill him on this day, God had some more work for him to do. God had some more life for him to live. So God uses even the place of Paul's birth in this moment to rescue him. Listen to what happened in verses 24 down to verse 28. The commander ordered Paul to be taken to the barracks. He directed that he be flogged and questioned in order to find out why the people were shouting at him like this. As they stretched him out to flog him, Paul said to the centurion standing there, is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who hasn't even been found guilty? When the centurion heard this, he went to the commander and reported it. What are you going to do? He asked. This man is a Roman citizen. The commander went to Paul and asked, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I am, he answered. Then the commander said, I had to pay a big price for my citizenship, but I was born a citizen, Paul replied. In that day, if you were born in certain cities, it meant you were a Roman citizen even if you were a Jew, and Paul had been born in Tarsus, a city where he would become automatically a Roman citizen. This rescues him from flogging, and if you remember flogging, it's this terrible punishment that often resulted in death, possible death in this moment. It rescues him because to flog a Roman citizen without a trial held the death sentence for the one doing the flogging. So when the centurion hears about it, he immediately says, we've got to stop this right now. Paul's birthplace is used in this moment to rescue him. God has prepared you with what you need for what you will face, for what he will do, for where you are called. All the events in your past, those events even before you came to know Jesus, those events are not meaningless. God causes all things, all things to work together for good. And in this case, we see the fact that Paul was born in Tarsus, I don't know what it is in your life. The experience that you had as a child, the place that you were born, the person that you knew in college, I don't know what it is in your life, but God brings it all together and he uses it for good. God knows the tough things you're gonna face in life, the tough times you're gonna face as a family, the tough times you're gonna face in ministry. So the question is, if you're facing a tough time right now, what has he already put into your life? What relationship? What truth? What encouragement? What has he already put into your life that has prepared you for this tough time? Lean on it. Don't forget it in this moment. Lean on it. Find strength in it that can only come from him. Let's take a minute to pray together. Jesus, you know it all. You knew that we were going to face what we are facing right now even before we faced it. And you put the people into our lives. You put the truth into our lives. You put the circumstances into our lives, the opportunities into our lives in advance so that we'd have the strength and the faith and the hope that we need. So when we face tough times, this tough time that we're facing right now, Jesus, help us to see what you want to cause to work together for good in this moment. Help us to see it, we pray in your name, amen. Tomorrow, we're gonna see together that Paul is brought before the same group that put Jesus on trial.